Welcome back to Memory Jogger on the Rediscover the 80s podcast. Glad you are here. We're all queued up for another mystery episode. And of course, joining me is Wyatt. I am joining you. How are you, sir? <laughs> Doing fine. I'm Jason, by the way. Don't think I mentioned that, but if you're listening to us, you probably know who each of us are by the sound of our voice, but doing well, uh, did a lot of thrifting this past weekend, a lot of great finds that uh, posting up there on Instagram, and we're going to record one of our uh, thrift store hoard episodes for the uh, Retro Network TV channel uh, over on YouTube, me and my two buddies there that show off all of our thrift store finds we're going to record an episode this week so i'm in hog heaven uh <laughs> how about you how has your weekend been oh you know the same old family fun um <laughs> today i i got a chance to go out and inflate the tires in my old 78 nice um, if anybody follows us we call it the i've uh, affectionately called it old red uh-huh that really started with uh my dad had bought a brand new green truck in 97. I'm sorry, 96. And Dodge. Dodge, of course. Yes, Dodge. Dodge Ram. Dodge family. And I, uh, he'd always call his trucks the pickup. Every now and then the truck, but it was typically the pickup is what he called it. So mm-hmm. we just started calling it, kind of haphazardly calling it Old Red. And it stuck because he had a green one. So what do you call that? Greeny? I don't know. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So ever since then, we called Old Red. And, uh, and yeah. I'm glad you've held on to it. I know you. Uh, it's your baby almost, but I'm glad you're still pseudo taking care of it, giving it shelter, and giving it some TLC every once in a while. Take it for a drive. I do remember one trip. I believe it was with Old Red to Hershey park mm-hmm. with you guys. And I remember riding in the bed of the truck. It had the camper top, of course. Yes. All the way down to Hershey, which was what? Eh, maybe three hours. Yeah. Give or take about three. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fond memory I have stored in my brain. So we did a lot of camping with like that. That was mm-hmm. our camping mobile. My dad would put a mattress in the back and we would be you know closer to the cab really with it. And on either mm-hmm. side, we have our pocket of whatever, puzzles, um, games, uh, I think a couple snacks, but not too much. <laughs> Trying to limit the many pit stops along the way. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that. And then the, we had a walkie-talkie, the old gray and black ones you probably remember oh, as nice. a kid. Yes. So that's what we had going between the, the cab and the back, and you know, <laughs> we really had to go. We. Hey, <laughs> um, but then in the true back of the truck there uh, near the tailgate, that's when we would have like my dad usually had a small stack of firewood, uh, his toolbox, and then the luggage mm-hmm. uh, piled up. So we were pseudo trapped in. <laughs> you have to jump over things to get out. But um, but yeah, we uh, we went to Niagara Falls, Michigan, both of those a few times. Wow. Virginia Beach, down here to King Dominion. Um, mm-hmm. I remember King's, King's Dominion. We took one trip there. Um, Hershey was a frequent frequent flyer, frequent destination. Knobles, which is hilarious because the K is not silent on that word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the quirkiness of Pennsylvania. Yes, I think that's about it that I remember. But yes, mm-hmm. it's it's a very fond memory. We uh, I think we already named the t- title of this already, but, you know, true memory jogger, just remembering trips. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, no, I, I've kept on to it because I remember going. To, I was two years old. And I remember going to uh, get the truck brand new. Oh, wow. I don't remember details. I just remember it was like that big deal. Okay. Dad's trading in the old international for a brand new truck and I'm going along with him. Wow. Uh, two so years I'm old. Two years old. Cause it's a 78. I was, you know, born 75. So then I don't it's know when three. in 78 he got mm-hmm. it. I don't recall, but it wasn't November. So I'm, I'm <laughs> two years. Yeah. And uh, not too far along without that. I think we've tried a memory jogger, you know, our early driving days and you can right. hear right. that, but that was one of the first vehicles I learned to drive on as a little kid. And it just stuck with me. And I've, you know, we, it had the glass glass packs on it. So it always sounded like it had this big monster engine when it only has a little tiny 318. In it. <laughs> um, but I always loved the roar of the way it sounded Sure. Um, and it's just been in the family. You know, I used to joke if, you know, hell could freeze over and that thing would fire over. And <laughs> it has, even when it had all that varnish gunk of a gas tank, it still ran. It ran rough, but it could run. Yeah. We built the carburetor and clean up the gas tank and runs for like brand new. And I've, like I said, I've hung on onto it. I still use it. I haven't driven it for a couple of years since we had our house edition. It kind of got buried. And then, I just haven't taken it out this mm-hmm. year. My plan is actually very shortly next month or two. I'm going to take her out, take her first spin, get her legs running. Yeah. And then get to work on its new shanty, whatever that might be. It'll be a, <laughs> it'll be a Clearfield ish, you know, we joke and call it redneck, but I think it's the Clearfield inventiveness of ours that yeah, I'll, I'll make something up. <laughs> I've sworn up and down once my truck, it's finally time to let that ride off into the sunset, which it doesn't appear to be happening anytime soon. Next year in 2023 will be 20 years I've been driving it and I bought it new. But uh, I would love to go back in time and go back to when cars were simpler. Not all this uh, computer stuff, you know, just... Uh, my truck still has rolled down windows, no power windows, no power door locks in it. I got the base model when I bought that thing. And I'm so glad I did uh, just with all the other problems we've had with our vans and uh, cars with, you know, windows not working and this or that and electrical stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you just, let's just go back in time and, you know, maybe we'll pay a little bit more in gas, but who cares? You know, <laughs> I don't know. After saving my gas mileage on the truck, that's why I don't drive it as much. <laughs> well, probably. Yeah. Ever since I've done some mods to it, people that know cars and know older cars would hate me. But I added catalytic converters to it, which people already are shouting at me before that. <laughs> it was really, it's honestly not because of EPA. It was quite literally for the smell. Uh, my wife hates, she has a, like the super sniffer of noses. And um, she can she can smell the exhaust on that truck if I've only run it five minutes. So I was trying to appease her by doing that. And now I regret it because I was at one point touching 11 miles to the gallon. 
<laughs> and now I'm at eight if I'm lucky. Wow. Wow, man. Yeah. And when I was driving it back in Clearfield, I could touch 15 with it. So something. <laughs> and we talk about you talking about computers and, and getting to simpler times. This one you have to tweak and you have to have, and I don't have it, but you have to have the the exhaust analyzer that you stick up the exhaust tube and try to tweak the uh, the vacuum with it to get hmm. like the perfect exhaust mixture, fuel fuel to air mixture, mm-hmm. because this is dual exhaust, true dual exhaust. I have to go to the next tube and do the same thing. Right wow. now, I just do it on really by ear, which is I. I quite literally just listen to it. And before it dies, I'll (laughs) set the screw a little bit. And then I would go the other way and count how many turns of the screw. And before it chokes itself from too much gas, then you kind of go back and get closer to where it tried to die. Interesting. And you kind of say, okay, that's about right. (laughs) Uh, I didn't know it was so scientific, but I mean, I don't know much about it. I'm doing, you know, shade tree (laughs) uh, work right there. But that's how rough it is with this older carburetors. Mm-hmm. You know, my not my Turismo, it had a it was a carburetor, but it actually had a little computer on it. So it m- did all the mixture for me. So at least get into the 80s where they did that. If you're going to go back in time and then maybe you're old. <laughs> yeah. You won't have the yeah. headaches like I had have. I would love to have something in the 80s. Just, you know, my dream car is obviously a DeLorean, but. Weren't uh, you on that waiting list? No, I mean, I was on a email list to see what was going on and never, I don't even think I ever pursued that or even got an email back, but I just out of a whim sent my interest. I was wondering how much they were, you know, and supposedly now they're coming out with an electric uh, DeLorean later this year, but we'll see. Well, I didn't mean this to go into a car direction, but uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll get get lucky with our uh, mystery topic, but before we get into that and we uh, randomize here, I did want to pass along. We got a little piece of feedback uh, from a listener. Ken Spaulding messaged me over on Instagram recently and just a simple message. Great superhero episode. And he wanted to let us know that Super Friends is on HBO Max. And That's I cool. responded, yes, I remember the day that it hit HBO Max. I've had it since... Uh, the Wonder Woman 84 movie hit, which I think was two years ago on Christmas. Right. I got HBO Max and I've had it ever since. You know, but, not to change the subject, again, uh-huh. but you know what's on HBO Max right now that's airing? That's one of our favorites. No. Armed and Dangerous. Oh, is it? Okay, cool. I went out and uh, I was looking for it. I might have ended up buying a digital copy because I just wanted to have it, you know, whenever I wanted it. But cool. Okay, that's good. Anyway, I've been loving all the DC content over there. I'm more of a DC than Marvel person and watching all those movies and even going back to Super Friends. So I remember when that hit and I was like, oh, this is so great because I had one DVD set that I found at Big Lots and it got scratched up just from use, which you know says a lot, I guess. Uh, kids mainly, not for me, but uh, taking that in the car trips and stuff, they were watching some Super Friends, but. Yes, it is over there, and I've gone through the better part of the first season. Haven't been back since, but I might have to now that we were. Uh, it was on the brain recently. So, Ken, thank you so much for the comment. If you want to leave a comment to us uh, at Rediscover the Eighties at 
Bloom Wyatt on Instagram, like Ken did, or Twitter is another place where I'm at a lot. I'm at RD80s and Wyatt is at Infamous WB. Tell us about an episode you listened to recently. It doesn't have to be the last one, like we say. And uh, if you would be so kind, if you're on Apple or Spotify listening to us, leave us a quick five-star rating or you know leave a review, I think, if you're on Apple. Would love to get that and help us uh, move up the charts there and more people see the show. And, of course, our voicemail. Always can leave us a voicemail. Link is in the show notes to go to our Tilby site, and it's just simple. Press a button and talk to us, and we'll put it on the air for you and react to it next time we're on the we do a show. So are you ready to uh, randomize? See what we're going to talk about tonight. I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Here we go. And we got John Hughes movies. John Hughes. Now, my question to you is, how familiar are you with all of the John Hughes directed movies? I have to do the uh quote unquote Google machine to see who the heck he is. <laughs> John because Hughes. I'm not a big I'm not a big director follower. Right. Well it's, it's fine. a film. If I know what it is, which I, I see it pop up. So it's there's Breakfast several of Fur- yeah. Fur- Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Pretty in Pink. So in that regard, I like a lot of his movies. Yeah. It's the what we call or what they called quote unquote the brat pack of actors that uh they were in several of his movies. Uh, he also wrote, I think he directed two planes, trains, and automobiles. Um, I'm, I think we'll just, let's just go ahead and pull up the list from Google. I got IMDB up. Uh, most recently he's in pre-production for the breakfast club live read. Okay. What? Uh, well, he passed away actually several years ago. Is that who I have? Oh, yeah, he died in 2009, so why is he up here in the filmography? I don't know. Okay. He did Uncle Buck back in in the TV series and the original movie in 89, Great Outdoors, Plain Trains Automobiles, like you said. Yeah, I don't think he actually did the TV series. He's probably just credited as a producer or something. Let's go and look at his. Looks like he started um, in 1979. Here we and go. The TV series written. He wrote four episodes for Delta House. Yeah. Now, Delta House, I think, was man, he directed eight movies uh, and early. Uh, it was before Animal House hit the movie, which wasn't directed by John Hughes, but there was a TV series. And then that, I think, maybe spun off into. Animal House, that movie with John Belushi and yep, yep, all those guys at the at the frat house. There, just looking at his, he was a pretty prolific writer too. So he That's wrote what it looks like yes. Let's go through these credits because some of these I, I know he wrote and you know had nothing really to do as far as the direction goes. But he wrote uh, one of my favorite comedies, Mister Mom. In 1983. Have you seen Mr. Mom? That I have not. Oh, my gosh. One of my favorite just comedy movies. Uh, He gets laid off from his job and his wife uh, ends up getting a job at a pretty high up uh, uh, marketing agency. 
or ad agency and he stays home with the kids, you know, and just that whole transition is great. He's uh, playing poker with uh, the mom's girlfriends, you know, for coupons at the store and trying to drop the kids off. We still say lines from that. Uh, my wife will say when I'm doing something wrong, Jack, you're doing it wrong which the, the, one of the ladies in the carpool that you pick up this way and you drop off this way. And he was going backwards, but anyway, very funny movie. One that I still enjoy to this day. Uh, Of course he was the writer for uh, the national lampoons vacation. I think all three movies. Yes. Or at least the screenplay writer. But I think that goes back to, a couple stories he had in Lampoon magazine is what the origin was of that was. And then they kind of spun that into a movie and he wrote it. So great stuff there. He wrote the screenplay for Savage Islands. Don't know that 16 candles was the first in the series of those uh, like Molly Ringwald and the Brat Pack movie. So, right. And I remember watching it. I don't remember details but i remember watching it probably on when we still had showtime i think we watched it there Mm -hmm. i don't think i saw 16 candles the breakfast club pretty in pink all those i don't think i watched until the 90s just was not interested and then when i started renting movies myself you know down at silver screen i would just pick a shelf and just work my way down you know movies i hadn't seen before and i know that's how i watched like the full version of the breakfast club for the first time or or the theatrical version because they there's some swearing in there they always watered that down on cable and i'd seen parts of it on cable and such but 16 candles I've i've watched bits and pieces like yeah like you cable or otherwise but when we moved out to eden there Mm-hmm. My stepdad had that big satellite dish. He, yeah. got, you know, he bought or whatever for Showtime, and if it was on, I wanted to watch it. I that's how I got into it, and I was, you know, I think we've had it said it before in our 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 crush days. You know, we had small crushes. I had a small crush on Molly Ringwald too, mm-hmm. so I was interested in. So I watched it as well as I think it's the Breakfast Club where it has um, her name escapes me, but she was on short circuit so Ali Sheedy yeah Ali Sheedy so I liked her so that's why I yeah. watched the the breakfast club is because of her yeah I enjoyed the breakfast club probably the most out of those three that have Molly Ringwald in uh, just because I like the other characters in there too uh Judd Nelson and you got Anthony Michael Hall the nerd Judd Nelson was the cool guy you know Bender and then you got the jock Played by uh, Emilio Estevez, and of course messing with uh, the principal there. Um, um, now his, his name escapes me, but that was real fun. And it's I love the music in the Breakfast Club, so that's high up on my John Hughes list. Um, I mean, we had touched on really the National Lampoon's Vacation movies recently, didn't we? What? Um, Oh, the Chevy Chase. Yeah. When we talked about Chevy Chase. So I'll kind of skip over those. You can go back to our Chevy Chase episodes to get our take on that. How about Weird Science? John Hughes wrote that movie. 
I have yet to still watch that movie. Okay. That one was a little coming of age tale. Uh, teenage years. You got the wonderful Kelly LeBrock that uh, <laughs> comes out of the, what is it? Comes out of the computer that they create essentially. And she comes to life. That's a fun movie. I haven't gone back to watch that a lot though. A lot less than some of these other ones. What about Ferris Bueller? Ferris Bueller was a big one for me. Oh yes. Watched that you know, quite a few times. Um, it's still something I have to, I would have to watch to remember some of it, but you know, just watching the whole, especially when the dude's trying to reverse the miles and he <laughs> ejects the car out the back. Yeah. Uh, that was hilarious. Hearing Ben Stiller said, they're not Ben Stiller. It's uh, the guy that always says Bueller. Oh, ben, ben Stein. Ben yeah. Stein had the right bed. Uh, <laughs> but it's funny hearing that because everybody sits there in Bueller. And even if you don't know the movie, people can still say Bueller. And, yeah, you know, it recalls you back to, to watching that movie. Yeah. And that guy, um, the tall guy, I can't remember his name. Cameron. Cameron. He reminds me so much of Archie's The Comic when, when that came out. You know, mm-hmm. I could. I think he did. He play Archie's. There was a movie that came uh, out, a real life movie. I don't know. I'm not into the Archie world in the least. So it's been so long, and I can't remember. But he looks like that. And there's a guy. Or there's a coworker that he looked pretty close to him. And I'm like, man, I all, almost want to call him that. But, <laughs> um, it was. A but great yeah, movie. Ferris was a was a awesome movie. I, you know a good old time to have a day off and well, things go sour somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know, we all dream of that skipping school and all that. We did that once in high school and then uh, senior skip day there went yeah. to state, state college, college and just hung out at the mall and different places. But uh, we all, of course, dreamed about that day just to skip school, have fun, and, you know, you got Rooney, the principal, after him, trying to catch him in the act, so to speak. He's at the baseball game, even on TV. And I think he's at a – where is he at? He's at a bar or someplace, and he just misses him, you know, on TV. That's a great, fun scene. And, uh, yeah, just everything with the car, dropping it off, those two uh, guys, the valets or whatever, just go for a joyride in it all the miles on the car trying to turn that back and that kind of backfires. And Cameron is just the, he's just such a nail biter. You know, he doesn't want to do anything too much and he's nervous, you know, (laughs) things are going to go bad and, and Ferris is just living in the moment. Let's just have some fun, you know, but all the tricks at the beginning, you know, to pretend he's still sleeping in bed and it was fun. I remember actually watching the TV series when they did that and it was very short-lived. Jennifer Aniston was actually in that. Mm. And I remember seeing maybe the first couple episodes as it aired for the first time. And I was like, nah, this isn't very, my Ferris Bueller. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Some kind of wonderful is one I've seen maybe once. I know it's a, a one of John Hughes, better movies. Just from what I hear from everybody, they always put that kind of high on their list, but Leah Thompson is in that uh, trying to see who else is in that. Is it um, Eric? Uh, who is that? Eric Stoltz. Yes. Uh, but I've 
I, I can't tell you too much about it. Uh, have you seen that one? Some kind of wonderful? No, I haven't. The big one for me and probably it's, yep. wow, I don't know. Yep. There's so many that he's written that I really enjoy in, in later too. Of course, the Christmas vacation, but planes, trains, and automobiles is oh, just, yes. I can watch that. It's such a perfect movie, just a fun adventure. There's comedy, there's serious moments and John Candy, Steve Martin at their very best. I mean, oh yes, uh, I can't say enough about it. I have to watch it every Thanksgiving and sometimes I'll, you know, get a couple other viewings in around mainly around winter time, but it's once you get into it, or if you, you know, remember back in the day, just it being on cable or something and you come across it, it was just, I'm going to be here until it's done. Cause it's such a great movie. That whole scene with uh, Edie McClurg in the car rental place. Yeah. The, only, the only reason why it was rated R it was just, they, I, I think we counted it out one time. I did an article on the movie on the retro network comparing the movie script to the what we got in the film. And I counted out, I want to say it's like 18 times that the F-bomb is dropped in that oh, one wow. scene. <laughs> and it's funny, there's a little featurette on it on YouTube behind the scenes with, uh, well, not behind the scenes, but um, John Hughes and Candy and Steve Martin, they all sit down together for like an interview and they talk about that scene and He's like, I wasn't trying to be gratuitous there. I just wanted to, you know, show how mad Steve Martin was after all those little events he got through. His rental car wasn't there, and he had to walk back to the terminal, and he gets all muddy. And uh, you would be kind of pissed <laughs> if the lady was, you know, Edie McClurg is so uh, giddy and happy and. <laughs> Right. You're like, you can wipe that smile right off your face. <laughs> you know. Anyway, um, I'll plug that article. Maybe I'll put a link in the show notes for you to go li- uh, read that and all the stuff that they left out in the script and what changed and things. But what is your uh, take on planes, trains, and automobiles? Pretty much synonymous with yours. It, to me, it was just such a, you got the guy that's, you know, the serious moment, right? You got John Candy, who's, his uh his character has just lost his wife so he's just living for the for the day mm-hmm. but then he kind of stumbles or catches on to Steve Martin's character and it just it just becomes you know the back and forth and and John Candy's humor is it, I I I know you know some of them are stuck to a script but I swear they let yeah. some people just have their way and and yeah, John Candy has his way with yeah. the scripts, and it's hilarious what he can do with all those characters. And to still see him with the smile, the the giggle that he does, just the humor is hilarious. That you know the them, especially with them burning up the car, the cat, uh, <laughs> the Chrysler <Yeah>. convertible. <laughs> that was a, a riot. Do you have any idea how fast you were going? Uh, our speedometer melted, so it's hard to tell <laughs> but one way or the other. But the radio works, darn thing. But yeah, the radio still works. <laughs> that was a ride. And you know what's funny is hearing that line, and it's, I know it's older, but um, actually it shouldn't be that much older, maybe by a year or two. I used to have a 
country song that I loved listening to. Ain't nothing wrong with the radio. And now watching, I keep waiting for that song to be playing on that radio. <laughs> As kind of like an like insult to injury yeah. right there, you know? Yeah. Wiper don't work in the hair. Ain't, you know, the, uh, what is it? Wiper don't work in that horn don't blow, but there ain't nothing wrong with the radio. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. We did, uh, I, now that I'm remembering, Mickey and I did a podcast on the movie and what we were calling the uh, TRN drive-in, which, or the retro network drive-in, which uh, you can still find that episode too. It's got its own feed out there. We did and talking about all that, but man, it's yeah. My, my favorite scene is in the car when he's driving at night and getting his jacket stuck, you know, he's trying to take his jacket off and, He's listening to that Ray Charles tune, doing the mess around, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to steer with his crotch, you know, after his hands are caught. And, you know, of course, the throws the cigarette out the window and lands in the back seat. And that's what causes the fire. But, oh, gosh, I love that scene <laughs> when they go th- between the two trucks and. Steve Martin looks over and John Candy's dressed up like the devil, you know, laughing. (laughs) Just a little fun stuff like that. Um, uh, Just such a great comedy. And that's what I like about it, too, because it's got a real good story. You don't learn till the end that John Candy's wife has died and he's going through all this stuff, just trying to cling on to one friend and can't even do that with Steve Martin. So it was very well written. But just a, a must watch for me at least once a year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep moving on. Uh, anything about she's having a baby, Kevin nope. Bacon? I, uh, yeah. Sorry. I don't think I've sat down and watched that movie the whole way through. So I can't tell you much about that. The next one is another big one for John Candy in my book, The Great Outdoors. Oh, yes. John Hughes. Good movie. Uh, another good movie. Very fun. Dan Aykroyd, you know, plays the rich bro i think he's a stockbroker or something yes and uh chet or john candy he's just the family man and uh fun you know they go they have that vacation together on the lake and you got that whole side story with the son and the girl that works in town you know and uh just a fun movie big bear chase big bear chase me Uh, that was good. The old, the old 96er that he has to eat at the restaurant, yeah. you know, and the, uh, the, the guy with the skunk hair, what I call that's been struck by lightning six, 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 66 times. Yeah. <laughs> 66. Wow. And the, the, uh, the raccoons too, they always crack me up. I think oh, I yeah. saw that movie in the theater. But because uh, I remember the raccoon laughing at their dialogue, you know, and you get that that tune every time they show up to raid the garbage cans. It's like ba 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 boom ba boom, you know. <laughs> oh, that was that was great. Uh, next one is another big one for John Candy. I think he did four movies with John Candy. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the fourth here in a minute, but Uncle Buck. That was a very big one, too. Oh, yes. I want to say I saw that one in the theater. 1989. That, I can't remember if I saw it in the theater, but I know I saw it shortly after. Maybe I rented it. Mm-hmm. But it was, like you said, it was a riot. My favorite. It was all great. Uh-huh. Um, 
took a liking to the girl, the teenage girl that was a brat to him. Oh yeah. Yeah. She would come back as uh what was the uh sitcom she was in? The the two couples. Um I'm looking it up real quick. Cannot remember. Um what was her name? Uh Maisie was the character's name. Maisie was the little girl. Tia. 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 Yeah. Jean Louisa Kelly. I'm getting to it here. She was in the the sitcom Yes Dear. I don't remember that. Yeah, that was maybe late nineties, early two thousands. But yeah, that was I was such a great story too. You know, the kind of outcast relative has to come in last minute to watch the kids and <laughs> makes those huge uh the pancakes in the morning for the breakfast, you know, with the snow shovel. Yeah. And oh what else? What else is oh the uh the clown that he hires for the birthday party. I always love that scene because he shows up drunk and he's like, you get in your mouse and you get out of here. He had that car that looked like a mouse. Yeah. And he punches him in the nose and you got this like, you know, honking sound. Oh gosh. So hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. I loved his car because it always comes <laughs> just right. Yeah. You and walk, he knew you hear it clank, clank, clank. And he do the motion. Boom. Back. Yeah. Backfire. That was always awesome. <laughs> you ever heard of a tune-up? <laughs> you ever hear of a ritual killing? <laughs> <laughs> Show up here again and you'll be one. You know, whatever he says. And he's oh, got he that all crazy looking all through that house for. Yeah. For Tia. That was yeah awesome. I mean, that's a serious, you know, it gets serious too for a comedy. So John Hughes was great like that. Adding in the serious stuff into a comedy to just kind of level the playing field almost. You're not too high. It brings you down and then, you know, laugh some more or whatever. But uh, the next one he wrote was uh, national Lampoon's Christmas vacation. And then home alone, home alone. I have to watch every year. Such a fun movie. Oh yes. It's I, I don't know. It's up there right. One B with Christmas vacation to me. And uh, I remember watching that was probably the last movie I remember watching with my dad in the theater. He was not a moviegoer by any means, but I remember this was kind of right after my parents divorced and we were, you know, looking for things to do on the weekends together. And we went and saw that movie and he loved it probably as much as I did. And uh, just a fun, fun, fun movie for Christmas each year. Do you watch? Uh, are you a Home Alone fan? We are. We like it, but we don't have any type of ritual like for a tradition mm-hmm. by any means. We just watch it whenever we feel like it. And I've introduced the boys to that here just this last year, I think. Mm-hmm. We went through the entire Home Alone to include the newer ones, which they liked, but it was hard not to see like Macaulay Culkin as part of it. But nonetheless, they... They like it. I like it because, you know, you just see them just get the crap, you know, mm-hmm. if it's not beat out, it's slipped, it's electrocuted, it's, just, you know, hot, <laughs> right, hot yeah. hand on the doorknob. Just it was such a riot, the whole thing. But, you know, you get the seriousness of it, you know, you know, better be careful what you wish for. You know, I wish <laughs> yeah. you were gone or what. I can't remember the exact <laughs> line. I wish my family was I didn't have a family. Okay. Yeah. 
there you go. You get it. <laughs> yeah, it's just such a fun movie. I very highly quotable too. We quote it throughout the year. All all the characters. So yeah, Home Alone's great. I'm gonna skip one here from 1991. Career opportunities. I've never seen that. Nor have I. The next one I have seen though, and have tried to put that in my Thanksgiving watch list each year if I can find it because it's never on the web. I have a digital copy uh, thanks to a friend of mine, wink, wink, but uh, Dutch with Ed O'Neill, Ethan Embry. Tell me you've seen Dutch. No, I don't think I have. Oh, man. And I like Ed O'Neill. He's one of my favorite uh, actors. I figured you had you had seen that before. You know, it's funny. As much as I like him, I haven't followed him as much um mm-hmm. i've wa- wanted to watch was it what's the new one what he's been on oh uh the modern family modern family i can't yeah. for some reasons and i'll leave it at that i i can't stand watching it but i <laughs> okay I, when it when it started out i watched i gave it a good three episode or so try and his character there is very similar to to bundy yeah. So Al Bundy. Yeah. But it's, so I'm like, this is great, but I couldn't get past it for, you know, what it is. I'll leave it at that. Okay. I have not watched the show either. I, he's kind of in that same vein, but, you know, for the most part, he's kind of trapped in that character, no matter what he does. And he's got some of that in, in Dutch. Uh, and it's, it's very similar to planes, trains, and automobiles, except he goes to pick up his girlfriend's, son who was i think recently or more recently divorced so you've got this uh journey it's i don't know how many hours or it's over a couple days i think that he picks him up at his school which i think he's maybe middle school age in the movie and they take this journey back to have thanksgiving at his house and the mother wanted them to meet and kind of bond, you know, and they go through this whole thing. He picks up fireworks at one point and <laughs> just shoot, wants to shoot them off, you know, kind of for no reason. And uh, they get tangled up with a couple uh, ladies of the night there. <laughs> and uh, oh, let's see. I'm trying to think with some other scenes in the movie. It's it's very fun. It's a very fun uh, journey if you uh, can get your hands on a copy of it. I actually saw it on VHS in a uh, antique mall recently and they hmm. wanted what did I 20 bucks or something on VHS. Oh, wow. So they must have been doing their homework because it is rare. But anyway, yeah, you've got to see Dutch. Uh, moving forward with John Hughes, I've never seen Curly Sue. Nor have I. I have seen Beethoven. I didn't realize he wrote Beethoven. Interesting. Yeah. I guess this is written by as Edmund Dantes. So that must have Why been like a, a pseudonym or what do you call yeah. it when uh, like a pen name? It didn't people didn't want people to know he wrote it, I guess. But I've seen Beethoven several times. That's a fun, family friendly mm-hmm. movie. Dennis the Menace. Have you watched that? It's been a long time. Probably Walter since- Mathile. Yep, I watched it once, but I don't. I couldn't tell you what was what it was like, except for uh, Christopher character. Lloyd is the 
the bad guy in that. I remember watching it several times in the 90s. We had the tape, but I had probably haven't watched that in 25 years. <laughs> it's been a while, uh, but I do remember enjoying that. Trying to see if there's anything else here. Baby's Day Out. I don't know that. He's getting some credits for characters here for Beethoven Second. He wrote the screenplay for The Miracle on 34th Street in 1994. Screenplay for 101 Dalmatians, the live action. Screenplay for Flubber. You can stop me at any time if any of those connect with you. No, and I'm looking kind of fast forwarding ahead. Three. I'm not saying much that yeah. hits me. No. I guess he was using a pseudonym there. Made in Manhattan. Didn't know he wrote that. That was early 2000s. Yeah, I'm not seeing much more there as his writing credits. So, and directing credits, I know, I want to say Curly Sue. Yeah, Curly Sue was his last one in 1991. So, mainly a writer after that. But, you know, um, some great movies in there. A lot of John Candy. I know John Candy is one of our topics and we talked about a few of his yes uh tonight but i think those are probably my favorites of his that he wrote and and or directed i, I just love john candy to death and i do appreciate those brat pack movies ferris bueller and the breakfast club are probably high up there too in my top five but i just can't beat those john candy movies that those three that we mentioned so good oh yes i agree so I think that's going about do it then. Yeah, we uh, we want to hear what you know what you guys think. What are your favorite John Hughes movies? Did we skip over a couple that are just egregious and we need to make up and watch? But I've been trying to go through this year, especially, and reconnect with movies or connect with movies for the first time that I've just never seen back from the eighties mainly, but. If there's any in there that you would say, go out and watch that right now. Stop what you're doing. Would love to hear that or would love just to hear, you know, what are your favorite John Hughes movies? Make us a little list, your top three or something, and let us know on a voicemail or a tweet or uh, comment on Instagram. Would love to hear it this week. Yeah. And again, thank you all for listening to us here on Mystery Memory Jogger. Like we always say, we welcome your comments and suggestions. We'd love to hear from you, whether it's on our social media accounts as RD80s, rediscoverthe80s.com, or tell me as a voicemail. Again, thank you all. And on behalf of Jason, I'm Wyatt, and we look forward to seeing you next time on Memory Jogger. Memory Jogger.